You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I just died a second ago. I nearly died a second ago. Our, uh, we were getting ready to record. Usually, I'm going to take everybody behind the curtain here. I say three, two, one. I inhale, and then I say, and I start the and show. And then usually, I cut you off, and I say, wait. Yeah. Hold that, on. We need to talk about one more so thing. Too, yeah. and, then, and then we actually do it. Do it. But this time. <laughs> this time, I inhaled, and... Almost died. <laughs> yeah, he. he you guys are lucky that I'm the professional that I am because Anthony probably would have just like let the recording run and let you know God sort it out. But I'm going to edit that out, and he sounded like he hacked up a lung onto his microphone. Do you think the god of podcasting is just named Pod? Okay, so where can people find the show? <laughs> uh, before I tell everybody where they can find the show, they usually know, but. Uh, before we get to that, I'm going to tell everybody what you're going to look forward to on the show, and that is New Year's resolutions. Harrison and I are recording this before the Lakers actually play their game. Uh, that game is about to start; is going to start in about an hour or so. Uh, Harrison and I are both doing stuff for New Year's Eve, so we decided we would put together kind of a New Year's Day special show. We're going to do the cliched New Year's resolutions for the Lakers. And maybe we'll give a couple of our own New Year's resolutions. Harrison, do you have a New Year's resolution? None that I can share, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get down into the 180 mark. I, I In high school, I was 165. In college, in like the, the best shape that I was ever in, I was about 180, 185. And then post-college, I ballooned up to right now, I'm about 210. I want to get down into the 180s. That's my that's my goal. And I've been to the gym twice in the last week, Harrison. Mine is to be on three shows a week. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> somehow yours <laughs> yours seems less attainable than mine. <laughs> um, but as always, make sure you guys are following the show that Harrison appears on every so often. <laughs> on megaphone slash panoply, <laughs> iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes, and Lakers Outsiders, where I write. As always, you can follow Harrison on Twitter at HM Fagan. I am at Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Irwin LA. Something broke in the back there. Uh, let's, let, let's go ahead and get this thing started before the world ends as we record this thing. Harrison, what's your first... New Year's resolution for the Los Angeles Lakers in 2018? Uh, so the team, I would say, needs to drop some weight. And by that, I don't mean get in like better physical shape. I mean they need to drop some weight from their rotation. Like I, I, I think, in my opinion, I know your thing, the drum that you've been banging pretty much all year, is that Luke Walton plays... Uh, Julius Randle not enough. And so I, that 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 is a problem, but I think arguably what I think like if we're looking at his coaching decisions and we're second guessing something like there is no reason that they should have 
this many guys averaging as many minutes as they are. And so I think that he needs to cut down his rotation mm-hmm. a little bit. And so th- that would be my, uh, le- that would be my new year's resolution for the Lakers. Like there's just no reason that Corey Brewer should be averaging 11.4 minutes a game and 34 appearances. Like he just, he doesn't need to play in that many games. I mean, I get that he has the consecutive game streak, I guess, and they probably like don't want to lose that, but there's there's no reason for Andrew Bogut to play at this point, and they're just they're they can cut down this rotation a little bit, and I think that part of what the process of that could just be doing something that I'm sure that you want that that we know you want them to do, and playing Randall more and just cutting out like any mi- minutes for a traditional center that's not Brook Lopez, in- unless it's like you know a couple spot minutes here and there if the other opposing big is just really large and Randall is just having a problem, but he honestly really hasn't had a problem with bulky guys, and so I don't really know what solution Bogut is really creating or what problem he's really solving. And yeah. so like, there are just guys that just like, that just don't need to play it. Like they, they can, he can shorten this rotation. Yeah. I, look, Corey Brewer's 11 minutes per game. Doesn't sound like much uh, to, to somebody who, you know, it's a 48 minute game. You kind of think, well, they, but they've had some injuries here and there. And maybe that's why he's had to play a little bit more than people might've anticipated. But when you think about if you were to break up Corey Brewer's minutes and you were to say, okay, so Corey Brewer plays, say, three minutes a game. That means you have eight more minutes for either Josh Hart, who has been way better than people might have thought, especially because we hardly saw him in summer league and then we hardly saw him in preseason. And then he kind of struggled to start the year, as you would expect, because he didn't play much in those aforementioned exhibition series that I and, – and, so you give him maybe three more minutes and you give Kuzma maybe five more minutes at the three spot and you give Ingram a little bit more room to play with Kuzma or play with Hart or what have you. Uh, but, but those minutes that Brewer is getting like that, that, that tends to matter. And, and I was listening to the Laker film room podcast the other day and, and Pete made a point that, I was surprised hasn't really come up quite yet in the coverage of this team is that you have a whole bunch of guys who are playing the fewest minutes of their careers. And you have a lot of those guys, whether it's Julius Randle, Contavious Caldwell Pope is playing quite a bit, so he doesn't fall into this category. But Brooke Lopez, uh, Jordan Clarkson may not be in a contract here, but it's no secret that he's probably not going to be on the Lakers next season. Uh, and I can keep on going through here. And and all these guys that are already annoyed by how little min- how few minutes they're playing, that problem gets exacerbated by their contract status or their status with the team moving forward. And that's not great for the locker room. And, you know, you have mentioned a couple times regarding Andrew Bogut and maybe Corey Brewer that they play for the pl- politics of the locker room. But if you're going to play guys for the politics of the locker room and ignore the potential chemistry issues that playing guys not as much as they maybe foresaw heading into the season, then you're creating you're, – you're, you're taking off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that th- this is going to be just – I think the Lakers just don't really need to play Nance. 
I think that that's a hard wow. thing to do, especially because he's like a beloved locker room presence and he's a team first guy. And he's probably he, he might even be Luke's favorite player on the team. If you gave him truth serum and, and asked him, I would like, yeah, that's not something he would ever admit. We're, let's let's go ahead. I want that's that's about as strong a take as I'll ever get from you, frankly. So let's go ahead and we're going to pay some bills and then we're going to get back to it here in a second. So Nance probably... That's what we in the industry call a solid tease, Anthony. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and keep keep rolling with this. You don't think the Lakers necessarily have to play Nance. I think the Lakers need to make... I, I think I, I think first option is you make a trade. And you get you move on you move on from Clarkson and you get whatever you're going to try and get for him over the summer. I know it's like it's painful to say you know we're going to part with this guy before we absolutely have to or we know if one of these superstars is coming. But on the flip side, it's Jordan Clarkson. Like mm-hmm. you can find another Jordan Clarkson. Maybe not with the 46 pick. He's definitely outperformed his draft status. But you can find another Jordan Clarkson type player. And that's I feel like that's not that hard. And honestly, his minutes going to heart completely would just kind of solve this. And I think, and then you could also like maybe play Kuzma a little bit more at the three, and then you get Randall in there for a few minutes at the four, and then you kind of solve this problem. But if you can't move on from Clarkson, or you can't move Nance for something that you want to get back, or you like, you know, maybe they just feel like Nance is a part of their future, and maybe that, and I, I've banged this drum before, and I think that's probably as big of a reason as why he's playing as anything is that they think they know that he's going to be a part of the team moving forward, and Randall is not, and why, he, and that's why Nance has kind of to some degree been prioritized over Randall. Um, but I just think that Nance, like, you know, you watch these games, and it's not totally clear how he's really helping the Lakers. Well, it's clear how he's helping them. It's just not clear that he's helping them more than he's hurting them, like more than his weaknesses hurt them on mm-hmm. this specific team. If this was a team with a bunch of shooters and with a bunch of playmaking, then Larry Nance Jr. is the perfect player for that. And he mm-hmm. is the exact type of player that you want on a contender with those types of offensive skill sets. But on this Lakers team that has absolutely no shooting and has one playmaker in Lonzo Ball, playing Nance, a lo- playing Nance is just tough. And it, it's not great offensively. And he his defense is not – it's good. It's not good enough that you necessarily need to be playing him – like that he has to be in the rotation. And it's not – it would not be an easy thing to DNPCD him. And, you know, he, he, he's a nice guy. He's a beloved teammate. He, like, he works really hard. And those are probably as big of reasons as any why he continue and uh, along with the he's part of the long-term future stuff, why he continues to get minutes. But – this is almost at the point where it kind of has to be, it almost has to be a DNPCD if everybody's healthy because they just have too many guys that need minutes in the front court and Nance just is not helping them that much. And I, I think that if you can give some of those other guys more minutes, then all of a sudden they're happier, they're more productive. Uh, I don't know. That's just, that's something that as we were getting ready to start this podcast that I was thinking about, and I don't know if that's too hot of a take, but that's just kind of where I'm at. I can't disagree, <laughs> frankly. It's the way I would put it is like this regarding Nance, and then I'll give my next New Year's resolution uh, for the Lakers. But Nance, you always hear it said that he makes winning plays. He makes the win- the plays that don't show up in the box score. He does this. He does that. Right. But you have to put yourself in a situation where those winning plays matter, 
And having Nance out there is Or where those are the margin of victory. Right. Because right now, Nance can go out there and make every single winning play, and the Lakers are still going to lose by 10. Right, because he's out there. <laughs> because... <laughs> so, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and it's tough. And, and But it really, it really comes down to, has he necessarily made the improvements that you would like to see from him from the time he was drafted to now? And... Every single offseason, we hear about how he's worked on his three-point shot. And every single time he catches the ball behind the three-point line, you chuckle because you know he's not going to shoot it. And, yes, he is super active, and he gets all kinds of loose balls and, and all of that. But defensively, he overswitches sometimes. He overhelps. And it, and, it, and it leads to a situation where you have a help-the-helper situation that you don't necessarily need in the first place because he's extending himself the way he does. I and, also think that part of that is a, is him just being a guy that wants to help on defense, and mm-hmm. it's not like these Lakers guards are exactly killing themselves getting through picks anymore. No, no. it's it, The the chemistry or the, the body language on the, on the court has... has and that, that's everybody. That's not any one player. That's honestly like pretty much across the board on the wing. Like Ingram is a screen magnet. Lonzo is a screen magnet. Like this is not me just saying like, oh yeah, it's just the veterans. It's this guy, that guy. Like it's the, just the players that people don't like. Like Lonzo and Ingram are both still incredibly promising players, but they just aren't really, they don't fight through screens. Yeah, 100%. All right, my next New Year's resolution and I'm going to give it, and then we're going to go to a quick break after that. But uh, my New Year's resolution is for the Lakers to live for today. And what I mean by that is they have to stop playing guys based off of how they fit with the Lakers next season or how they fit with the Lakers long term. Basically, the Lakers are going to convince the Paul Georges, the LeBrons, the whomever to come play out here in Los Angeles not with some spiel to Rich Paul and letting Contavious Caldwell Pope throw the ball off the backboard to himself without actually hitting the backboard. They aren't going to. Oh my God. That was, I wanted to ask Luke about that. And the press conference just was like over. I just didn't get to ask in time. And also I think that would have been like a hard thing to ask after a loss, (laughs) but Oh my God, that was the worst play I have ever seen in a live basketball game. And I used to coach youth basketball. They, the, the funny thing with Pope is that Luke always comes back to saying that the, the shots that he takes are within the within the expectation of the offense or what they're looking for in the offense. He didn't say the lobs were to himself <laughs> off the shot clock or within the flow of the offense. That is not – that was definitely not within the flow of the offense. But to get back to the point, look, like I was saying, the Lakers are going to convince superstars to come to Los Angeles with wins, with results – and you get those results by playing the best guys on the team. Now, they're probably going to trade Jordan Clarkson at season's end. So I could kind of understand that you you maybe phase him out of the rotation and you give more minutes to, to, to Josh Hart and to maybe Caldwell Pope or what have you. But somebody as good and impactful as Julius Randle not playing because he somehow isn't featured or isn't a part of the Lakers' future plans one, it's insane that he isn't a part of those plans. Two, it's just it makes no sense because he would help you win games and he gets that positive vibe going. You always hear it, right? Winning solves everything. Winning cures everything. And the the more they go away from playing whether you consider him your first, second or third best player, the more they the less they play that guy, the more these losses are going to pile up. 
And that winning that would cure everything is not happening. And I mean, I, I, Jen and I get into this conversation all the time. She's more of a saver. She wants to one day retire. I recognize that I will never retire in this industry. So therefore, I am more okay with spending a few extra dollars on a bottle of New Year's Eve champagne, right? I, that's just how I am by nature. My welcome, hope- welcome back to Locked On Marriage Counseling with your <laughs> host, Harrison, as I try to help Anthony and his wife and Dr. Jen through their zany problems. <laughs> zany, many, same thing. But with this current Lakers team, they keep on, they, they're, they're putting, they're setting aside all kinds of stuff for a time that might never come. For a time, a retirement that might never come, a future plan that might never actually happen. And it's leading to a lesser product on the court right now. It's leading to some some issues. I mean, you don't have a team meeting if everything is going well, right? That Luke said that he, they had that team meeting because they didn't have enough bodies to have a meaningful practice. Okay, but if the team was winning, they wouldn't have to worry about having that meaningful time spent talking to each other about each other's grievances. So those chemistry issues, I think, start to fix themselves if, like you just said in your first resolution, they get this rotation set. Yeah, they, they just need to get one guy out of there, either by trade or by DNPCD, to fix this. And to be to be completely clear about that last part where I said maybe just don't play Nance, I, I don't think that that's going to happen in any universe. Like, this is one of those... I don't think that anybody's just going to start getting DNPCD. That's what I think is probably the solution, but that's also very easy for me to say in a vacuum and very a very hard interpersonal decision for a coach to make. Especially looking at... Have you ever noticed that Larry Nance Jr.'s shot looks a lot like Luke Walton's shot? I have never... It's never once popped into my mind. Oh, well, I've noticed that kind of thing. All right, we're going to get to Harrison. you think he yells Luke when he shoots? (laughs) It would make sense. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to Harrison's next New Year's resolution here in a second. All right, do your thing. So my next New Year's resolution for the Lakers is to get in shape. And by that, I again, I don't mean like drop weight, but get healthy. And they have a lot of guys injured right now as, as of when we're recording this before the Rockets game. Lonzo and Brooke Lopez are out and, you know, Kuzma's been nursing stuff. Every, everybody's nursing stuff and has missed time. And they just like they need to find some way they need to just get healthy as a team if they're going to get back to the type of basketball they were playing earlier in the season and to be to be clear there isn't a whole lot that they can do to control that but that's something if we're looking for ways for this team to improve in the calendar year 2018 that is I think arguably the biggest factor right now I think a big reason that you've seen the I wrote about this today at Lakers Nation but a big reason that you've seen the defense drop off the way that it has is uh, is actually Lopez's absence I think he was helping them a lot mm-hmm. on the defensive end as far as being able to like cover for guys with his length you've seen the Lakers shot contests massively drop off since he went out of the lineup and they've played a more difficult schedule so that's affected their defense a lot but it's got their defense started to get bad in December when Lopez was still in the lineup but it's gotten even worse since he went out and so to me there there is some 
causation there a lot to go with the correlation although again i'm not painting lopez as some defensive player of the year i just think he's been better than people think on defense and the other thing that luke actually brought up as domino effect when i asked him about it that i hadn't really thought of before was that lopez going out doesn't allow them to start nance anymore and that means that the starting lineup is weaker defensively because whatever you think of kuzma he, he's worse defensively than Nance. He just is right now. He's and worse he defensively be, than just about every power forward in the league. Yeah, he and so he that doesn't mean he still should be playing over Nance. Mm-hmm. But that the, Luke's right in that Lopez not starting doesn't allow them to also start Nance because they need more floor spacing. They can't have like both of their starting bigs not be able to shoot. Yep, uh, I agree with everything that you said. And the other thing I would add to to Brook Lopez and. Lonzo ball injuries and the defense that has gotten a lot worse is not having Lopez hurts in the way that you're talking about in the way he was contesting shots and the way that they aren't contesting shots without him. But the other thing too is that Lopez and Lonzo say what you will for how awkward some of Lopez's possessions are, his travels and everything really takes place in slow motion with him. But he is kind of an anchor out there that solidifies the offensive position from that center spot whenever he is there. Julius Randle is capable of a lot more on both sides of the court, and he does those flash plays that make you say, geez, why would this guy not play 30 minutes a game? But Lopez, he does those, he, he does these things with so, something as simple as not setting a moving screen, being on time to a spot so that the rotation, or so that a... Uh, so that a set runs smoothly. All of those things matter, and it affects the defense. The offense affects the defense because the worse you are on offense, the more you turn the ball over on offense, the more shots that are forced at the end of the shot clock that, you know, if it's a long shot that's off balance or the the floor isn't balanced when the shot goes up, and therefore the defense can get out and run, and those runouts are really hard for a, a an already... It, the defense had everybody shocked that it was within the top 10, right? And that was them playing probably at their ceiling. That ceiling lowers significantly if they aren't in the optimal situation. And with Lonzo out of the out of the lineup and with Lopez out of the lineup, the offense puts the defense in sub-op- suboptimal predicaments. And it's hard. And as we've seen, this defense isn't ready to deal with those kinds of situations. Yeah, and they're just both low turnover players, yep. uh, just in general. So I think that that is also hurting. It's not only hurting the Lakers' offense, but like you said, those turnovers are going to not only end the offensive possession, but they put the defense in a crappy situation. Yep. All right, my next New Year's resolution for the Lakers is— <laughs> I can't even do a cute wordplay here. Just start making sense, right? Like, stop insulting my in- intelligence. So if— if Luke is going out there and saying that Randall isn't playing for matchup reasons, but in that same game, Kyle Kuzma was guarding Marc Gasol, you're insulting my intelligence by trying to make that point. If you're telling me that Julius Randall isn't playing because he doesn't space the floor as much as you would like for a four to be able to do, and then you go out there and you see Larry Nance Jr. not shooting from the three-point line, you're insulting my intelligence. Just, just look, just say... 
whatever might be going on there with Randall or don't answer the question. Just say, look, we, we're, we're trying to figure this stuff out along as we go. Sometimes it just so happens that Randall falls out of the rotation for whatever reason. And that for whatever reason can be a blanket statement about whatever's going on there. But if I keep getting these explanations that Randall, that playing time is a carrot for Randall and he is consistently the hardest working player on the Lakers court, on the court for the Lakers, then that carrot should maybe go to the guy who's playing that hard. So it's a, it's a short one. It's a, it's a tiny little rant, but that's always what annoys me the most in just about every walk of life is if I feel like my intelligence is being insulted from an explanation that doesn't make any sense. And so yours actually kind of does lead into mine. So I'll just go ahead and drop mine now because I think that they kind of flow with each other. Mm-hmm. And mine is for the, you know, we, we all have that friend that just keeps getting into, you know, whoever it may be, just keeps getting into relationships that are bad for them. You know, whoever it might and, be. Yeah, whoever they may be. Uh-huh. And uh, and so for the Lakers, they need to start getting in healthier relationships. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is Rich Paul right now is basically like the Lakers mentally abusive boyfriend. And he is like, he's like, oh, yeah, no, just like just, you know, I- I'm, I'm going to drop off KCP with you guys. Just like take good care of him. I'm going to tell LeBron to that how well you guys are treating kcp and he's gonna want to come here like i'm gonna be like hey lebron you see how much freedom they're giving kcp that's why you should come to the lakers you'll get to take every shot if you want and you know like this is a guy and you were talking about like not insulting your intelligence that also kind of goes to don't don't tell me you want high character guys and then play KCP the second most minutes on the team despite him literally being in jail right now mm-hmm. like you know like this is it, it's kind of a joke like I, I I don't know that people are laughing at the Lakers but it's kind of ridiculous like that this guy they're like oh yeah we need solid veterans around our young core so we have this guy we are giving zero reprimand to this guy that is like literally commuting to our games from prison and then playing him the second most minutes on the team and you know who's getting but, a nice chuckle out of it LeBron? No. Oh. D'Angelo Russell has to be laughing at the situation going on right now. That the guy who the guy who supplanted him the guy who supplanted him in the starting lineup. That would have been D'Angelo Russell starting alongside Lonzo and Ball. And t- literally took his number. Yeah, literally took his yeah. <laughs> Russell is sitting there saying, "Wait, they crapped on me on my way out the door saying that I was a culture problem and then they're giving this guy the most minutes on the team? Sure. Again, Ru- Russell did have some attitude things. Like, I- I'm not surprised that they felt like that was something they didn't want to deal with. But what you have to remember, Anthony, is for NBA t- – for or for high-class, like, high-character organizations by the, uh, like the Lakers, it is much more of a cardinal sin to record your teammate admitting to infidelity than it is to let your friend take the wheel while inebriated. I, I can't argue that point. That's like that's point. empirically true. Yeah, it's 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 impossible. So I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. Like th- this stuff's complicated. Maybe there's stuff from behind the scenes that we don't know. But it's kind of ridiculous that they were saying that stuff all summer, and then like KCP is th- like Luke, like they they get on Randall for his decision making, and KCP throws the ball off the backboard or tries to throw the not only. Like trying to throw the ball off the backboard to yourself is an ill-advised move, objectively, no matter what. Unless you're Kobe. So, yeah, unless you're Kobe. Regardless, but then, so it's it's like not 
a good move either way. Like that's just not a smart decision in most cases. But if you try to do it and you throw it off the shot clock above the backboard, I feel like you need to get sat down. That yeah. is that is an insane thing to try. And, you know, like that's the level of freedom that KCP has been given is that he's like, you know what? You know what seems like the best move in this situation? Throwing the ball off the backboard to myself in mm-hmm. the middle of a half-court possession. I thought I, one of the best tweets that I've seen in about a month or so was from at Basketball, who, if you aren't follow, if you listen to the show and you aren't following him, then I don't know what you're trying to do. But he tweeted out <laughs> that KCP's input at the team meeting was that he wasn't getting enough minutes or shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's about so, as good a tweet as you're gonna send. No, yeah, that that's uh, so. What's funny was that um, Avica was not with the team. Avica Zubats was not with the team uh, when this was going on. He was assigned to the South Bay Lakers, and so he only like found out about it like later, like pretty much at the same time that all of us found out about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was he was to be very clear, joking. But he he actually joked that that would have been his complaint: not enough minutes or shots. That that it would have been Zubats's complaint. Yeah, that it would have been Zubats's complaint. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but to, again, to be clear, kidding. Like he he yeah. made it clear that he understands what his role is on this team and that there are guys ahead of him. But yeah. uh, it was it it made me laugh. It would have been tremendous if he would have. Said I, that I was like I was like, dude, I'm I'm gonna go like tweet this out right now. Like according to anonymous sources, Zubats went on a fiery tirade <laughs> <laughs> through multiple chairs over minutes. <laughs> that, that would have been great. Uh, yeah, I the, would. While we're, Anthony, while we're talking, I would never do that. I'm an ethical journalist. Totally. Uh, yeah. Hashtag press on. But yep. the speaking of journalism, um, I broke a story oh over the weekend uh, about a trade that the Lakers were seriously considering and thought that they had in the bag. They were getting ready to send Julius Randle in a second rounder to Boston for Avery Bradley. This is so much better than where I thought you were going when you said speaking of journalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I meant to mention this at the start of the show, but I forgot. But basically, because Bradley then got sent to Detroit, uh, Detroit had to, they had already, I believe, or they were getting ready to renounce Contavious Caldwell Pope, and they, I don't even think, ever really extended him the qualifying offer. Contavious Caldwell Pope becomes a free agent. The Lakers signed KCP. Bradley goes to Detroit. Detroit's been better than a lot of people might have anticipated this season um, behind Andre Drummond all of a sudden being a good passer. But uh, regarding that report, and also I guess another addition to it is that the Celtics prefer Nance to Randall because of Nance's contract status. Uh, and the Lakers stood firm and they were they were uh, they, they stood pat on saying that they were only going to send Randall and they still thought they had it in the bag. But as <laughs> Where's that narrator voice? They did not have it in the bag. Who would you have rather have, though? Because basically, would you would you rather have a situation where it's say the Lakers send out Nance? If if the Lakers would have just been able to get off, move off of Nance and send Nance in a second rounder to Boston, they probably would have had to include Corey Brewer to make the contracts work. 
this team would be that that trade literally solves all of the rotation problems that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So yes, I think that that would have been a good call because not only do you not have Brewer and his consecutive start streak mucking up things, but you don't have Nance, and then so you have like two less guys than now, and then three less really because they wouldn't have signed KCP and Avery Bradley. I just don't think is capable of making the types of decisions that KCP makes sometimes, uh, like on the floor and. Yeah, I think I think that trade in hindsight, ten times out of ten, given what we've seen from Nance this year. Bradley is also almost inarguably better than KCP. Yeah, at this point, I think that we can fairly say that. I think going into this year, maybe we could have had a debate about that. But in the roles that they're in, like KCP has, uh, has lowered my opinion of him. The other thing too that is worth mentioning here, if we are going to bring up KCP's off-court issues, we should probably also mention that Avery Bradley, according to TMZ, was accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, I believe they wound up settling on the on the issue, and then the the victim wound up coming forth to the to the uh, to the media anyway, or the the story got out anyway. The details of that, as always, are kind of are kind of ambiguous, kind of fuzzy, and. There isn't much point in mentioning it beyond the point of just mentioning it because if you don't bring it up, it's a pretty bad look not to. So well, and so thank you for. I was not aware of this, so thanks for uh, making me look like a monster for saying that I preferred Avery Bradley. So you, know. <laughs> you could, I mean, I prefer. I didn't realize that, but I yeah, prefer. I like, prefer Avery Bradley's basketball talents to. Contavious yes. Caldwell Pope. I, I prefer Avery Bradley's basketball talents to Contavious Caldwell Pope's basketball talents, and that's what we're, where we'll keep the discussion. But yeah, obviously, if he's doing stuff like that, that's not a guy you want around your team. Nope. Especially not a young, impressionable team. Yep. All right. So, do you have any more resolutions? No. That was a, we we hit them all. Cool. I don't have any. I, more I feel like I feel like just like us, the, the Lakers are going to do these things for maybe a week and then just kind of fall apart no i'm I'm probably going to stick with my resolution because one i have my wife pushing me and she's quite convincing uh the other thing too is we're spending money on the gym and i hate wasting money so that's probably going to factor into it as well and then also like anthony if you need to get exercise you can just go to like you know like uh, you can just like go to one of your twitter followers houses and start saying the types of things that you say about luke and about like this team and then maybe like when they start chasing you with like a steak knife you can like get a lot of really good exercise you know what i actually kind of sort of want to do even though it puts me in in some personal peril but Everybody who questions me, like, and in, in, if you ever ask me, hey, have you ever played basketball? I would like to show up at their house and play them one on one. That's one thing. That's one way to get a workout. I'd be oh cool my god! That. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> well, but somebody guys, did ask if us. You would like to challenge Anthony to a basketball game? We are going. No, we we need to set this up. We we should set this up. We should <laughs> well, we should set up a day. It's funny that you mentioned this, work. Harrison. It's funny you mentioned this because one of our listeners said that you and I should play one on one for char- for charity. No, see, I know you'd destroy me. Uh, there's like no, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I don't. I have a lot of physical problems. I don't play basketball anymore. Yeah. Um, so thanks for making fun of my disability. But uh-huh. um, we should set up a court somewhere. We should go to a court somewhere and just be like, hey, if you want to play against Anthony in basketball, you could show up at this day, and he will take on all comers. <laughs> it has to be. An it, we'll set it up and meet meet us in Temecula. <laughs> I'm going to drive two hours just to play people in basketball. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to put it way out of everyone's way. Nobody showed up. Cowards. And then nobody showed up. They're too scared. <laughs> the other reason <laughs> the, the other reason that I, I want to lose this weight and other fat people out there can attest to this, putting on shoes when you have a stomach and it like precludes you from bending over far enough to put your shoes on without like going out of breath, like that's a pretty crappy feeling. So I want to get to a point oh, where I can man, put my I'm shoes on with comfort. I'm... That was really sad. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm telling you, man. But you want to hear something shape. sad? You want to hear like you want to hear the starting lineup version of that feeling? <clears throat> okay. The Lakers are oh, starting no. Tyler Ennis tonight in place of Lonzo Ball. So Tyler Ennis, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Randall. So I mean, that's obviously old news by the time that this is going to be in people's ears. But just hey, LOL at the hey, starting uh, lineup. Why? Why isn't uh, KCP playing again? Uh, travel oh, that's right. They, he can't leave the state. Oh, I thought you were legitimately asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, once again, this 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 season turns out like jails. Not big fans of you leaving the state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to just as we said with with the holiday season. We I want to I want to sincerely from the bottom of my heart. 2017 was a really freaking cool year for for Harrison, for me career-wise personally for the show uh and we have you guys to thank for a lot of that so 100 150 percent from the bottom of my heart i want to say thank you thank you thank you let's keep this rolling and let's make 2018 even better than 2017 yeah i got the best two jobs i'll ever have and uh you know like one of the best friends i'll ever have too so 2017 is a pretty good year jeez man you really feel that closely to, to Matthew Moreno that this soon? Yeah, I do actually. Like I'm, I hope he doesn't listen to this cause I'm afraid to tell him, but you know, <laughs> sounds good. All right. Happy new year, everybody.